Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah! Amen. Lift up your hands unto the Lord. Yes, Omnyamia, or your one Bibia ran so no ye. no Worship a God who is wonderful. There is nothing that He cannot do. Oh no, no, Casa. Oh no, no, He's the one when He speaks. Everything becomes still. There is nothing He cannot do. Sing it again. Yes, um, Yamia. Yes, He sits at the right hand of the Father Almighty interceding for us. Because of that, we will fear no evil. Hallelujah. render thanks to you this morning. You are many things to us. Sometimes it's difficult to describe exactly who you are. But a word like wonderful seems to sum it all up. You are a wonderful God. We thank you this morning that we've gathered in your name and before your presence. And there are many of us. Some are physically here in-house. Others also are joining in online. 
But thank you that no matter where we are, you are still able to reach out to us. Your word is power. Your word is life. Your word is light. And this morning, let every blessing and attribute associated with your word locate each and every one of us. Holy Spirit, how can we grasp these divine truths in your word without your help and without your assistance? This morning, help us and speak. Thank you, Father, that we'll be blessed because we came in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands oh, as hard oh, as you can? God bless you and you may be seated. It's good to see all of you. And God bless you that you made it to church today. Hallelujah. Amen. And I can assure you that Jesus is passing your way this morning. And your life will not be the same. You know, the other time I talked about attitudes. And I explained to you that an attitude is a certain, a certain way you feel. And a certain way you think. And it reflects in your behavior. In your posture. And in your manner. It is always important when you come to church. That you come with the right attitude. Because a bad attitude. Will rob you of God's blessings. It is not that God doesn't show up when we gather like this. Otherwise his word will not be true. He said in his word that where two or three are gathered in his name, there she is in the midst. And we are more than two. Certainly, we are more than three. And God's word is being fulfilled here this morning. And anytime we gather like this, he shows up. But whether we will walk out of the meeting blessed and edified or not depends on our attitudes. And a lousy attitude will prevent you from receiving the blessings that God has packaged for you. So resolve that anytime you're coming into the house of God, you will leave every bad attitude at home. When we close, you can go and wear it again. I don't care. But where the church is concerned, okay, so for mommy is protesting. <laughs> what I believe is the reason for her protest is that the good attitude must be both in church and outside church. Is that not so? I, I have been corrected. <laughs> Father, forgive me. But that is very true. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And you see, that good attitude must be seen throughout the service. When we are praying, you must pray some. When we are worshiping, you must be involved in the worship. And one of the things that is repulsive to God is when you claim to be worshipping him. And it's not from here. And he rejects all such offers. So if it is to the Lord, and as a matter of fact, everything that you do 
in the name of the Lord that is directed to him. It must be done with the very best of attitudes. With all your heart. With all your soul. And with all your strength. And so if you're singing to him. Sing with all your heart. If you are lifting your hands unto him. Lift your hands up well. Some of you lift your hands unto the Lord. As if there is an extra size boil under your armpit. To lift. Now, to lift your hands unto the Lord. Is like the way a child will lift up his hands to be carried. Have you ever seen a child lifting up his arms to be carried? Who does this? Nobody will mind him. They lift them up. It means carry me. And when you lift your hands up to the Lord, you're telling him, Lord, carry me. I depend on you. I rely on you. I'm looking up to you. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't make us stand here and begin to mention your name. <laughs> Whose name did you mention this morning? That she wasn't, she doesn't, ah, she, you said she doesn't like to say amen. Who was that again? <laughs> One of the good things that can happen to you is for the pastor to, you, to know your name. <laughs> so that we can mention it. Do you see? Yes. So try to do the right thing in and there's a reason why we have a screen it is not just for color color <laughs> that's not what the screen is there for it is there to assist in the service and we try to project the lyrics of the words of the songs and the scriptures as well. If there is any song we are singing that you don't know, you can sing it. And even if you don't get the tune well, as for the words, they are for you. So you can add your own tune to the words. And the Lord will receive it. Your neighbor may turn and look at you and say, But don't mind your neighbor one bit. It is unto the Lord. And he knows your heart. That you don't know the song. But as for the words, you can say something. Hallelujah. Amen. And if we are dancing unto the Lord, you must also dance. Because some of you, we have seen you in your elements. Let stone boy come. What song cry is it? song when I heard the song I said what does this song mean what's what, 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 what it again <laughs> eh? <laughs> no that's not the song and that's a, that's a song I never heard that <laughs> something 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 say, what is going on here then when you hear those songs see you jumping up and about as if you've had a shot of heroin or weed. <laughs> the other day I heard somebody complaining that Ghana is hard because weed that they used to buy for two cities <laughs> it is now five cities yes 
Pat, you seem to know, pa, so I don't know what it means. <laughs> Are you into it? <laughs> Clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. My intention is not to talk about attitudes this morning. But you have forced me. So now let's go into the substantive word of God for the day. And I'm going to share with you the second part of what I started last week. Praising God in the midst of difficulties. Now, when I say difficulties, I'm talking about our problems, our troubles, our challenges, crisis, bad situations, painful experiences, anything that causes distress and pain. I have summed all these up into one word, difficulties. And when I say praising God, I mean exalting him, magnifying him, honoring him, glorifying him, and lifting him up. So praising God in the midst of your difficulties is about exalting God, glorifying him, honoring him, magnifying him, lifting him up in times of crisis, difficulty, pain, or loss. Praising God in the midst of difficulties. Will you please turn your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. Hebrews 13 and 15. This is what the New Living Translation says. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God proclaiming our allegiance to his name hallelujah amen the same verse from the bible in basic english translation says let us then make offerings of praise to God at all times through him that is to say the fruit of lips given witness to his name and then from the good news translation it says let us then always offer praise to God as our sacrifice through Jesus which is the offering presented by lips that and confess him as Lord. And I want you to take note of three words and phrases that I Mentioned when I read these three versions. Continual. At all times. Always. These words were used in relation to praising the Lord. And this verse of scripture is urging us to praise God continually. To praise God at all times. And to praise God always. And what this means, ladies and gentlemen, that no matter the circumstances or the situation, we should always praise the Lord. 
That's what always means. That's what continually means. That is what at all times means. No matter the difficulty, the challenge, the crisis, the loss, the disappointment, the pain, we are expected to praise God always. At all times. Continually. You know, if you bump into a friend one day, and you meet the person singing songs of praises, shouting and dancing, jumping all around the place, like a grasshopper. If you meet somebody like that, praising God, rejoicing, shouting, singing, what will occur to you first? Not that he's drunk. Okay? That's not the first thing that will But what, what is likely to occur to you first? Something good has happened to the person. Is that not so? Yeah. We associate praising God, singing, shouting, rejoicing. We attribute that to something good that may have happened to the person. Like what good thing? From us, <laughs> look. Did you say lottery? Yeah, it is true. In fact, one, that, the first thing that occurred to me <laughs> that somebody has won the lottery. Don't look at me like that. Or somebody has won the raffle. What? U.S. lottery. Okay. What? Soccer bet. You, you want us to go into that? <laughs> you know, there are times when companies and institutions organize raffle draw. Or maybe MTN decides that this season we are dashing a car. And we'll pick one of the numbers and let's say that number is your number Amen. <laughs> so it's like they are rewarding loyal customers but there are times when they just do draws and pick out of the Lord now when you hear news like that your immediate reaction is to start shouting and jumping. Shouting, screaming. Everybody will come and ask you, what's going on? And you tell them, I just want a car. Or, you pass your exam. Or, somebody sends you money. Or you receive a momo alert. Amen. Brother Miracle, I can see, is really believing God for some inflow into his momo wallet. Take it to one. I receive it. Take it to two. I receive it. Take it to three. I receive it. Somebody let this my prophecy come to pass. Amen. I receive it. By you sending money to this guy for Amen. me. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> You too. Receive it in the name of Jesus. So, there's a way we get excited. And we we like to praise God when things are working well for us. 
But you see, when we talk about praising God at all times, always, or continually, what we are actually saying is that even if you don't win the raffle draw, praise God. Even if you don't have money in your pocket, Praise God. Even if your bank account is empty. Praise God. Even if the economy of the nation is in a terrible shape. Praise God. Even if you cannot afford to buy a bag of rice. Praise God. Even if it's a struggle for you to pay your children's school fees. Praise God. Even if your landlord is threatening to eject you out of the house. Praise God. Even if the marriage is not working. Praise God. Even if you're believing him for a child and the child hasn't come. Praise God. Praise God always at all times and continually. It's an instruction from God that in good times or in bad times in happy moments or during sad moments, expectations met or not, you must exalt God. You must magnify Him. You must glorify Him. Hallelujah. Amen. This is what Jehoshaphat and the armies of Judah did. We read about it in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. He gets frightening news one morning that his enemies had gathered against him and were coming up strongly against him. He was scared, afraid, because he knew that there was no way he could defeat this army. There were more than the armies of Judah and they were more formidable. So he prayed and God spoke. A prophecy came forth and the next morning they had to go into battle against the people armed with that prophetic word they organized themselves and Jehoshaphat did something that was suicidal he organized the singers the musicians and place them ahead of the soldiers. So it's like they were the front line. And the principles of war require that you place your strongest soldiers usually in the front line you don't put weaklings there because if you put the weaklings there when they see the enemy charging they will shout they will drop their weapons and start running away some will just stand there and wee on themselves so you don't take chances like that you put your strong forces strategically in front. 
Jehoshaphat put the singers Jehoshaphat dey ono dey kofa adwomtofo mum and the musicians in front and what were they there to do to praise the lord the only thing he had was the prophecy he believed it he didn't really know how God was going to work things out. And although the threat was still there, they, he still decided to praise the Lord. And together in unison, they lifted up their voices and declared, because he is good and his mercies endure forever, and they sang that song believing that because God is good and his mercies endure forever they will have the victory how they didn't know when they didn't know where they didn't really know. But they praised the Lord in the midst of a national crisis. And God gave them an outstanding victory over their enemies. I'm talking about praising God in the midst of your difficulty. In Acts chapter 16, we read about Paul and Silas. And for your information, Silas was not the wife of Paul. Because some have said Paul and his wife Silas. <laughs> there was there's nothing like that. They were co-workers in the Lord's vineyard. They went to do missionary work in Philippi. And God confirmed his word with signs and with wonders. They were walking through town and a little girl who had an evil spirit that could make her predict the future started following them. These are the servants of the Most High God. These are the servants of the Most High God. Many of us pastors of today if we were to receive such endorsements we will encourage the girl say it more say it more shout it out louder on the rooftop let it be heard that we are the servants of the most but because Paul had the spirit of descent, he knew that yes, she can predict the future. But it is not of God. One of the things I want us to pray for is the gift of discernment of spirit. Because unfortunately, the children of God who are supposed to know better are the most ignorant. Easy to deceive. Swallow everything that we are told. And that leads us into all kinds of troubles. Paul knew that the spirit was not of God. So with silence, they rebuked the spirit. Casted out of the girl. And the girl's masters, because she had been employed to do consultation, because people used to come to her for dilation and pay money for it. I have a problem with men of God who must be paid. Before they counsel anybody. So the more you pay, the 
the greater your dilation. I have a problem with that. And there's no way my spirit can ever agree with anything like that. And we the pastors are very good at explaining these things away. We always find scripture. That the widow of Zarephath, she brought (laughs) flour and oil before she received dilation. Do you know dilation? Direction. Yeah. They'll tell you all sorts of things. But I have a problem with it. But that's for another day. So her masters were bored with Paul and Silas. They caused them to be arrested. So verse 19 of Acts 16. It says her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas. And dragged them before the authorities. At the marketplace. The whole city is in an uproar because of these Jews. They shouted to the city officials. 21. They are teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas. And the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten. And then they were thrown into prison. Verse 25. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. That means they were praising God. When were they praising God? At midnight. Remember that these are guys who had been beaten severely. Bleeding. Hurting. Pains and aches all over their bodies. Instead of complaining and telling God that you see God, do you see why a lot of people don't follow you? Do you see what they've done to us because of the name of Jesus? We shan't preach the word anymore. That's not the, what they said. That was not their reaction. And the Bible says that at midnight, in their chains. And their legs had been fasting to wooden, you know, posts. So, so what it was, was they had these wooden structures. They, they, they slip your leg in and you can't pull your leg out. So you can either lie or sit. You can't turn. You can't roll. I mean, can you imagine that you, you find yourself in that situation? Very uncomfortable, I can imagine. And in this state and in this situation, the Bible says they prayed and sang hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. They didn't mind them. I'm sure some people shouted, Shut up! It's midnight. Allow us to sleep. But I can imagine that the more they shouted, the louder the praises. Tell your neighbor, I'll never stop praising God. No matter what you think. No matter what you feel. 
Verse 26 tells us something very amazing that happened. 26. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. And the prison was shaking to its foundations. What were they doing before this happened? They were praising God. So, there must have been a connection between this amazing thing that happened and the praising of God that occurred a few moments earlier. There must have been a connection. And the Bible says that suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaking to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. As they praised God, they were liberated. As they praised God, they were delivered. As they praise God, a bad situation was turned around. As they praise God, they received a breakthrough. May you learn to praise God in the midst of your difficulties. Amen. And may heaven stand at attention as you lift up your voice in praise unto the Lord. Amen. And may a bad situation be turned round for your good. Amen. And may the miraculous hand of God be revealed in your situation. Amen. And may an impossible situation become a possibility for you. Amen. And may a breakthrough that has delayed in your life be manifested. Amen. And may something good that you have desired to see in your life that you haven't yet seen. Jesus. May you begin to Amen. see that. I and may God fill your mouth with laughter and with a song Amen. of victory as you it. praise God in the Amen. midst of your difficulties. Lift up your right hand and shout, I receive. I receive it. And clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Seven things we must know about praising God in the midst of difficulties. The first one, God has never promised us anywhere and at any time. That we will never face difficulties or challenges in this life. You must get that very clearly. There is no way not at any time has God promised that after you give your life to him and you become born again you won't have any problems you won't have any challenges you won't face any difficulties ladies and gentlemen going through difficult times is part of life and God never promised us isolation from bad situations or challenges. Rather, what he said is that when we go through deep waters, he will be with us. Isaiah 43 verse 1 and 2. When we go through rivers of difficulty, we will not drown. When we walk through the fire of oppression, we will not be burned up. And what God is telling us, and what we can derive from this verse, is that we will go through rivers. We will pass through deep waters. We will walk through fires of oppression. But the assurance that God is giving us is that we will survive. Is that we will make it. I wish I can tell you. I earnestly wish that I can tell you that because you are born again and because you are a child of God, that is the end of all your difficulties in this life. Oh, how I wish that I could tell you But I can't. Because I'll be lying to you. He never promised that the road will be easy. He never said that. So, whenever 
you have to praise God in the midst of your difficulties. Let it be clear to you that God has never said anywhere and at any time that you will never face difficulties and challenges in your life. Rather, what he says is that as you go through these things, he will be with you. They will not overwhelm you. And they will not consume you. May God always be there for you in your difficult moments. Amen. May his mighty hand reach out to you in your times of crisis. Amen. You know, this, this week, one sister in church sent me a message that somebody had stolen her money from the shop. It was a thousand CDs. And obviously she was sad. You know, when bad things happen to you, your initial reaction is likely to be, why has God allowed this to happen? Because he knows that as we say, Ghana heading. Why did he allow it to happen? But you see, I sent a message to her. And so And I told her it could have been five thousand. It could have been ten thousand. Interestingly, I got I got a phone call from another person. Some people had walked into their shop. They sell drinks and other stuff. And after the people left, they realized that 4,400 had been stolen. So your own is 1,000. Somebody's own is 4,400. Another person may be 10,000. But the lesson in that is this. God could have prevented it. It's true. But when bad things happen to you, always remind yourself that it could have been worse. And I've come to believe that sometimes a bad thing happens because God is trying to prevent a bigger bad thing. And in that accident, you ended up with a cut. Somebody died. The one who died is a message from the Lord to you that you could have been dead. So now you got to choose between death and a cat. Which one will you choose? I rest my case. So there are times when God is working in our lives, he may prevent certain bad things from happening. But there are times when he allows us to go through certain things. And you must understand that even in the bad situation, God is still sovereign. And he's still at work. And you must get to the point of being able to praise God even in the midst of your day. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, whenever we go through difficulty, we have a choice. To praise God or to complain about the problem. Hallelujah. Amen. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. It says, Even though the fig trees have no blossoms, and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails, and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields, and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will 
will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer. Able to tread upon the heights. So the prophet Habakkuk is declaring. That we are in the midst of difficulties. Things are not working. We are caught up in a famine. The whole nation is in distress. The crops are not yielding what is expected. But he says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will praise the Lord. I choose to praise God in the midst of my problems. And every one of us has a choice. To continue singing Mobrawa songs and funeral dirges. To come to, to complain and lament about the situation or to decide that God is God and that there's no need for any argument and that he is able to see me through and so I praise him in the midst of my crisis hallelujah Amen. I said hallelujah Amen. number three praising God in difficult times shifts the focus from ourselves and the problems to God Hallelujah. Amen. And I told you last week that often what happens is that we gaze at our problems and we just take a glance at the Lord. But what we must rather do is to gaze on the Lord and then just glance at the problems. Unfortunately, we like to heighten our problems too much. We like to talk so much about our difficulties. How big the problem is. But you can decide to talk about the size of your problem. Or to talk about the size of your God. So what's your choice? When you said a God and you know that there is no problem too big that God cannot solve there is no mountain too tall that God cannot There is no storm too dark that God cannot calm it. There is no sorrow too deep that God cannot soothe it. That if he carries the weight of the world upon his shoulders, there, there is nothing that I am going through that he cannot handle. So you tell yourself that my God is so big. That's it. That's what you should tell yourself. Because the way we talk about the devil and what he's doing against us. It is as though he is the almighty. And God is the weakling. I don't get it. I don't get it. Why? And then we the pastors, we take advantage of that thing too. So the way we talk about the devil and what he's doing in the lives of people it is also a way of making the people dependent on us as the solution to their problem it is called manipulation that's what it is it's manipulation is the devil real yes he is is he strong yes he is is he powerful to me 
Yes. But if he's strong, the God you serve is strong. If he is powerful, the God you serve is all powerful. If he is mighty, the God you serve is all mighty. So come again. I said, come again. You said what? I should be afraid of the devil and what he's doing. The energy that I will use to fear the devil, I will rather use that energy to expand on my faith in God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I will be still. Know you are God. Rise to your feet. I will be still. Know you are God. I will be still. I will be still. Know you are God. I will be still. Know you are God. There's a second verse to this song that says, Find rest, my soul. Find rest, my soul. In Christ alone. In Christ In quietness and trust. Sing it again, sing it again. Find rest, my soul. Find rest, my soul. Wave your hands in Christ the Lord. Today, when the oceans rise and pandas roar, I will sow with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the flood. I will be still. Still and know I will be still in the midst of your crisis. Be still and know that He's God. I will be still. I will be still. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I will be still and know. I will be still. Oh yes. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I can't carry this load anymore. My life is too empty. I wake up sometimes and ask myself, what is the purpose to my life? And when your eyes open in the morning and you realize another day has dawned, fear grips your heart. How am I going to make it? How am I going to survive? The only one who gives meaning to this life is Jesus the Lord. 
and the wisest step you can ever take is to surrender your life to him and to receive him as Lord and Savior of your life. And this morning, if you want to give your heart to Jesus, whether you're physically present here or you're watching online, I want you to pray this prayer with me and to encourage them. Let's all pray together and say, Heavenly Father, Today, Today, I come to you just as I am. Oh God, I need you like never before. This morning, I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. From today, I will serve God and I will live for him. Oh God, please write my name in the book of life. Help me as I live my life in Jesus mighty name. Let everybody say Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.